Hallelujah. Well, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your glory. Ah, when you say that word, doesn't it just go through you? Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Goodwill towards men. Wow. Glory of God. Well, we started on glory last week. And you know, Christ is the glory. That word glory is doxa. It embraces the excellence and the perfection of the divine nature. That's his divine nature is his glory. And he wants us to be partakers, according to 2 Peter chapter 1, of his divine nature. We've been made partakers of his divine nature, nature through the promises of his word. Woo! And you know, you look at that in Romans 3.23. says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So what was God's purpose for all of us? Glory. glory. Say glory. glory. Glory was the goal. So don't we need to at least understand a little what glory is all about? And, uh, but you know what? I've come to the conclusion. I thought I had it kind of figured out. You know, I did a massive study on glory. Come to the conclusion, it's just Christ. But you know, it's not that simple. Because in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. So there's so many aspects of that glory that it just, it's beyond, it's like this thing I talked about mystery and John gave it to us and he read it. Remember, mystery isn't something that you cannot understand. It's something you can endlessly understand and there is no point at which you can say, I got it. Always and forever, you don't get the mystery, the mystery gets you. It gets deeper, it gets deeper and fuller. It is the riches of his grace. That's so exciting. There is so much. And you know, it says that of his fullness have you all received grace for grace. That word for is exchange in the Greek. He gives you so much grace that you can't handle it. Then all of a sudden he said, well, let's just exchange that for another whole new batch. And here comes a whole new realm of grace that you didn't know existed. And you enjoy that for a season. Then all of a sudden, here comes another whole new grace. Second Peter says, called the many-sided grace of God. It's a facet like a diamond. There's so many different aspects of the grace of God. It just, there's no end to it. It just gets deeper and deeper. And that's why in heaven, we have a creator. That's why the angels every day are saying, holy, holy did you see that? Did you see that? You know why? They don't have time to get bored. Because every time they circle the throne, they see something new. And his mercies are new what? Every morning. Every morning his mercies. They're not the old ones. They're a brand new set. And that's the glory of God. The glory of God. In Colossians chapter 1, I'm going to use my computer. I'm just going to study out loud today. How's that sound? Colossians 1.25, he says, Whereof I was made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me into you. Now, I'm going to use the Greek words there so you're going to get to see what it really says. <coughs> into you, who say into me, to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations to generations, and now is made manifest to his saints. 
to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory. Riches, wealth, possessions, abundance, richness, fatness, the richness of his glory. He has made known to us the riches of his glory. All right, you ready? Of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you is the fullness of the riches of the glory. <clears throat> and you in him is the fullness of God in Christ. That is awesome. You know, Romans 6, 4 says, Christ, God raised Christ from the dead. How? By the glory of the Father. Even so, we are to walk in the newness of that glory. We're walking in glory. And if in, I think it's, what is it? 2 Corinthians 3, 18. We beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being exchanged into the same image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. So the Holy Spirit's come to reveal his glory. Jesus said he'll take the things of mine and show it to you. The riches of the fullness of God, he's going to show it to you. You know, we're on a trip that's never going to be boring. You're never going to get to the place where you say, I got it. There's going to be, it's going to be full, and every day it's going to be a whole new thing. And it's so exciting. Woo, hallelujah. I'd say hold my mule, but we're just starting. <clears throat> it says in John 1.14, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You know, in Isaiah 40, he talked about sending John the Baptist. And he says, in all flesh will see the glory of the Lord. They're all flesh will see it together. Man, he is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and what? Grace and truth. And I remember of Jesus one time in John 5, 43 and 44. He said to the Pharisees, he says, how can you believe which receive honor or glory is that same word in the, in the Greek. How can you believe which receive honor one from another and receive not the honor, the glory that comes from God only? See, he said, if somebody has come in his own name, him you receive. <clears throat> but I come in my Father's name and you won't receive me. And he says, you receive that glory and honor from each other, but you don't receive it from the Father. You don't give it to the Father. And that's what Jesus was saying about the, the glory. All right. <clears throat> you know, in, in uh, Proverbs 25, 2, it says, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the honor of kings to search it out. But that word is the same word. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter and it's the honor of kings to search it out. The glory of God to search it out. <clears throat> and according to Mark 4, she says things are only hid, hid temporarily to be found. The hidden riches are there to be found. Ooh, you don't need a metal detector either. <coughs> it's good stuff. You know, the book in Haggai, <coughs> I mean, let's, let's look at Haggai. I want you to see this. You know, this is so awesome. Book of Haggai. Let's just start in verse 1. 
In the seventh month, in the one and twentieth day of the month, came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, the governor of Judah, and Joshua, the son of Joshadek, the high priest, and to the residue of the people, saying, Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you now see it in your eyes in comparison as nothing? Yet now, be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, saith the Lord, and work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. According to the word that I coveted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you, fear you not. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations. Is there a whole lot of shaking going on? There's a whole lot of shaking going on. And the desire of all nations shall come. He has already come. The desire of nations has already come. That's Christ. And I will fill this house with glory. Say, that's me. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body belongs to God, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. Amen? All right. I will fill this house with glory. Say, I'm being filled with the glory. <clears throat> saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, saith the Lord. All the gold and silver is his. But look what he says about you. But the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord. I lost my place, but I already knew what it said, so it's okay. Isn't that awesome? The glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord. So what is the fruit of this new house? Peace. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. In 1 Kings, you remember after they built the first temple. And it says that the priests come in. And it says they could not stand. It didn't say they wouldn't stand. It says they could not stand. Because the glory had filled the house. Ooh, do you know that was quite a sight? The glory of the presence of the Lord had filled the house and they could not move. For the glory had filled the place. That's the glory that, that he has given to each one of us. <clears throat> you know, the glory of this latter house will be greater than the former. Psalms 24, 6 says, this is a generation of them that seek him, that seek his face. And he says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and, for the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Christ is what? The king of glory. Now you think of glory. That, that's this whole, the kingdom of God is the kingdom of glory. You know, when Jesus was on the road to Emmaus and the disciples said, well, we thought he was going to be the one, but look what's happened. It's the third day and all this mess. And he says, oh, fools and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have said concerning Christ. Ought not Christ have suffered all these things and entered into his glory? See, what was the goal for Christ? Glory. Why? So he could take us back where we were supposed to be in the glory. You're seated together in the glory right now with him. 
you're in the glory. You're in the glory. And he said he talked to them about all the scriptures concerning himself. And they said, did not our hearts burn within us as he opened to us the scriptures? Woo, wouldn't you like to hear that message, John? Man, lift up your heads. You know, in Isaiah 59, I want to start there in Isaiah 59. Let me go over there. That's a good chapter. I like that. Isaiah 59, and I'm going to start in verse 16. Maybe. (sighs) It says here in verse 16, And he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought forth salvation. To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up, Isaiah 53, before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. And his righteousness, it sustained him. For he will put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head. And he will put on garments of vengeance and clothing, which clad with a zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly he will repay fury to his adversaries, recompense to the enemies. To the islands he will repay recompense. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, and they'll fear his glory from the rising of the sun. They'll fear his what? His glory from the rising of the sun. See, his, his glory, there, there's places where his glory is going to outshine the sun, greater than the sunshine. When the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. If you say something else, just correct it. Too long people said, well, when the enemy comes in like a flood. No, no. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Let's put it on the positive, not the negative. Ooh, yes, Lord. All right. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion. And unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee, and my words we have put in your mouth, shall not depart out of your mouth, nor out of the mouth of your seed, or out of the mouth of your seed, seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and for what? Ever. So what? Next verse. So arise and shine, for the light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord will arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. And Gentiles shall come to the light and kings to the brightness of your rising. That's the resurrection. So lift up your eyes round about and see they gather together. They come to see your sons from far, your daughters are nursed at your side. This is kingdom stuff here, guys. We're talking kingdom here. All right. Then thou shalt see and flow together. What do we call that? Union. Flow together. And thine heart shall, what? Fear and be enlarged. Exchange. Because the abundance of sea that shall be converted unto thee. Forces of the Gentiles will come into thee. And the multitude of the camels, and it talks about all of them coming from everywhere, bringing their things 
You know, and it talks about your doors will not be shut day or night so they can bring it all in. Say verse 11, your gates shall be open continually. They will not be shut day or not that men may bring into you the forces of the Gentiles and that the kings may bring them in. For the nations and kingdoms that will not serve you shall perish. Yea, those nations shall utterly be wasted. And the glory of Lebanon shall come into you. That word 418 in Hebrew is really into instead of unto. Just thought you might know that. Into you, the fir tree, the pine tree, the box tree together to beautify the place of my sanctuary. And I will make the place of my feet, what? Glorious. Who is to, Who is that? That's you. He said, I'm going to make it glorious. The sons also of them that afflict thee shall come unto you. And he says, uh, unto you and all that despise you will bow themselves down to the soles of your feet and shall call you the city of the Lord, the Zion, the Holy One of Israel. Zion. You know what Zion is? According to this, it's the capital of Jerusalem. The capital of Jerusalem. Have you heard that lately? I don't know if you've heard that lately on the news. It's the capital of Jerusalem. That's what God says it is. I believe he's going to have the last say. How many of you believe that's right? I believe he's going to have the last say. Okay, so we see that. Now, in verse 19, let's see, let's go down to verse 19. This is not as easy as I thought it would be. It says, The sun shall no more be thy light by day, neither for brightness of the moon shall give light to thee, but the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God thy glory. Revelations chapter 21. Remember that? Jesus is going to be the light, the glory. So we know it's talking about kingdom here. The sun shall no more go down, neither shall the moon withdraw itself. And it says, for the Lord shall be your everlasting, say everlasting, everlasting, everlasting light, and the days of thy mourning shall be ended. And, catch this, and thy people also shall all be what? Righteous. Woo, they shall, now you're cold. No? She had me turn the heater down a while ago. Just thought y'all might know that. So if y'all are cold, somebody wants to turn it back up, feel glad to turn it back up. It's the way we are at the house. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about, do you? <clears throat> Okay, the people shall all be righteous. They will inherit the land, what? Forever. The branch of my planting, catch this, the work of my hand, that I might be glorified. See, when you acknowledge his work in you in the exchange life, when you really see that all you have is because of what he's done, everything is about him and what he's done. He that's forgiven much loves much. When you realize it has nothing to do with you, it all has to do with him. It glorifies him. Amen? Because he said, no flesh will what? Glory in my presence. No flesh will glory in my... You know, uh, I used to read that scripture, and it says he, he will give his, he's not going to give his glory to another. I said, okay. And then one day he said, hey, you're not another. You're mine. 
He will give his glory to you because you're his. Anyhow, all right, Isaiah 62. You know what Isaiah 61 says, but now, for Zion's sake, verse 1, will I not hold my peace? For Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until righteousness goes forth as brightness and the salvation as a lamp that burns. And the Gentiles shall see your righteousness. Oh, come on. Say, that's me. In all the kings your glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name. Say, I've got a new name. Does this sound exchangeable? Which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Oh, that's so good. Then thou shalt be a crown of glory. A what? A crown of glory in the hands of the Lord. A royal diadem in the hands of thy God. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken. Neither shall thy land be termed desolate. But thou shalt be called Hesbala, whatever that is, which is married, I think, and beautiful. No, what is that word? It says in some of the verses, shall be called my delight is in her and, and beautiful married. For the Lord delights in you and your land shall be married. Union says, for as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall the sons marry thee. As the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so God will rejoice over you. And I have set watchmen. Say, that's me. Upon the walls of Jerusalem, which will never hold their peace day and night, ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. Give no rest till he established Jerusalem a praise on the earth. Now, when you see that, and John may have to correct me, but a lot of this is in reference to the new Jerusalem that's coming down because all this is in reference to the new kingdom. There's going to be a brand new earth, a brand new Jerusalem come down. New heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem. It's all part of the new, didn't he say? He's going to give you a new, a new name. That's good. There's no place to stop. But we'll go on. Okay. All right, let me pass some of that up. Isaiah 22. Isaiah 22. I'm going to go to 22. And he says, let's go to 21. And I will clothe him with the robe and strengthen him with the girdle. And I will commit thy government into his hands. Who's this talking to? Who's this talking about? The government into his hands. Okay. And he will be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the house of Judah. The key... Of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulders. So he will open and none shall shut. And he shall shut and none shall open. And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place. And he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. And they shall hang upon him all the glory of his father's house. And guess what? You are seated together with him 
in heavenly places in the glory of the Father. I know you don't see it yet, but that's where you are. We're seated together with him. And it's been given to him. All the glory of the Father's house, the offsprings and the issues and the vessels of small quantities from the vessels of the cups, even to all the vessels. All right. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall a nail that is fastened in a sure place be removed and be cut down and fall, and the burden that was upon it shall be cut off, for the Lord of hosts has spoken it. Ooh, glory. You say, well, tell me what all that means. Don't have a clue. Secret things belong to the Lord, but that which is revealed is for us and our children. Amen? But he said he's what? Going to fasten him as a nail in a sure place. All the glory. Christ is the light, First John, in John chapter 1, which lights every man that comes into the world. What Jesus said in John 12, 35, John 12, he says in verse 35, while you have the light, believe in the light that you may be children of the light. And John 1.14 says, We beheld the glory as the only begotten of the Father. The glory is Christ. Grace and truth are the fruits of glory. They're part of the aspects of the glory. For John, Hebrews 1.3 said, Who being in the brightness of his glory and expressed image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. By him what? He looked to see and there was none, and his own arm brought forth salvation. <coughs> Hebrews 2 says, We see Jesus crowned with glory and honor. Crowned with glory and honor. That he, by the grace of God, should taste the death for every man to bring many sons to glory. Why? Because all have fallen short of glory. Bringing many sons into glory is what that said. In Luke chapter 1, Zechariah said, Whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Ephesians 3, it says, Unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ. First Peter, Second Peter one nineteen, take heed as unto a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise. Where? In your hearts. God, it's in your hearts. Revelation two twenty six, he said, He that overcometh and keepeth my works. Whose works? My works unto the end. To him will I give power over nations, and I will give him the morning star. You remember when Jesus got upset with the children of Israel because they wouldn't believe and they couldn't go in in Numbers chapter 14? And Moses said, well, if you wipe them all out, the nation said you wasn't able to bring them in. And he said, all right, I'm going to do what you say. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. All the knowledge of her, the glory of God, the glory of Christ the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen fast. And when it happens, it's going to be everywhere. Matthew 2, 2, it says, here comes the kings. They says, where is he that's born king of the Jews? For we have come, we have seen his star from the east 
and we've come to worship him. Mm. You know, a while ago we was talking about Revelation 21, 23. And the city had no need of sun, neither of moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. He is the bright and morning star. We can't, we can't even understand that. In Isaiah 40, what I was telling you a while ago, when he sent John the Baptist, says, And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. John, we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus said, I mean, God said in Isaiah 43, he says, Everyone that's called by my name, say, That's me. For you have been created for my glory. Why were you created? For his glory. That's why he created you, so you could have his glory. The glory of the only begotten became the firstborn among many more that's filled with his glory. You know, one of the things in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, it says, The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine. Devil don't want you to see the glory that's been given to you. He wants to keep you just an old sinner's saber grace. He don't want you to believe you're a son of God, a child of God, and, and all that he's done for you. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine into them. That's who you are. Verse 6, light shined in our hearts to give the light. Look at that, verse 6. His light has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Habakkuk 2.14, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The knowledge of Christ, who is God's glory, will cover the earth. Our kingdom commission is to fill all the earth with the knowledge of the glory of the Son of God and to bring back the glory of the Father's kingdom while we're here. Jesus didn't preach the church. He preached the kingdom. Why are we here? To preach the church or the kingdom? The kingdom. We are here to, to preach the kingdom of God. John 17. I want to turn there. I'm going to my computer. Does the computer bother y'all? Good. John 17 is the Lord's Prayer. It's the real Lord's Prayer. Wow. Let's just read the whole thing. We got time. These words spake Jesus as he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Do what? Glorify the Son. Glorify the Son. That the Son may glorify you. That means to honor, to magnify, to render him glorious. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And, and this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom he sent. I have done what? I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work you gave me to do. So how do we glorify the Father? 
when we do the work he's called us to do. What is the work? For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Why are we here? To destroy the works of the devil. And when you do that, you glorify your Father who is in heaven. I've finished the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify thou me with thine own self. See, your own self. His own self was the glory. The glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men you gave me out of the world. Thine they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever you have given me are of you. For I have given them unto them the words which you gave me. And they have received them, Lambano, they've received them, taken them, and have known surely that I have came from you. And they have believed that you did send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which you've given me out of the world, for they're, they're, they're thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Woo! I am glorified in them. Say, he's glorified in me. Is that awesome? Now, come on. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I am come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through your own name those whom you have given me, that they may be what? One, as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I have kept them in your name. Those you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost, but what? The son of perdition, destruction, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. And now I'm come to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Say, I'm fulfilled. Ooh, his joy makes me full. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I'm not of the world. And he says, I pray not that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one, from evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through your truth. Thy word is truth. As you have sent me into the world... Even so now, I send them into the world. We're here for what purpose? To be sent into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they might also be sanctified through your truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them which shall believe into me through their words, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us. Do you sense union a little bit here? Is there a little union in this thing? That we may be one as they are one. That's the will of the Father. Thy world may believe that you've sent me. All right, let's go on. And the glory, say glory, which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one even as we are one. Now, I was sitting in my chair yesterday reading this, and it hit me. What did he give them? Jesus hadn't been crucified yet. It's not something that we get after the crucifixion. He said, the glory you give me, I've already given them, that they may be one. So I continued reading. 
I in them, thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you've sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. The glory is the love of God. I just got goosebumps. I just got them again. Because what he gave them was the love of the Father. I have given them the glory so they're going to know that you love them the same way that you've loved me. The love of God is the glory of God. There's another aspect of the glory. We love him because he what? First love. While we were yet sinners, Christ died first. God so loved the world. So he's saying then that the glory is the love of the Father. Father, I will that they also, whom you've given me, be with me, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For you love me before the foundation of the world. Can you see now the love of God is the glory of God? That's the key element. What makes you us one? Behold how they love what? One another. You couldn't love until agape came. We only have that agape love that Jesus is talking about in the new creation. And it's that love that makes us one. Remember in 1 John it says, If you say you love God and hate your brother, you're lying and there's no truth in you. Because he that loveth God loves his brother also. It's the love of God that makes us one. You see the mystery of the glory? It gets deeper, it gets deeper, it gets deeper. O righteous Father, the world has not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them your name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. So the glory is the love of God. I think I'll just stop right there. I want you to keep that in mind as you go through the rest of this day. The glory that's in you is the love of the Father. It's his love living and abiding in us. Now, we're living in his love. We're living by the love of another. Especially this time of year. Amen? Father, thank you for your word. We just thank you for your glory, for the love of God that just passes all understanding. And we thank you especially for this. Lord, it says the world would know that you've sent us because we love one another. We know that's a little contrary to what we see going on in the world today. But Father, we thank you for that love that, that can't be described. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's stand. <coughs> You know what I've decided I'm going to quit doing? I'm going to quit speaking a blessing on you. All I'm going to do is to tell you that the Lord has already blessed you with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. He's already made his face to shine upon you and has been gracious to you. And he's already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness through his son, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.